Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lost in Life podcast with me, your host, Geshe Butt. It's a pleasure to be here with you on this uh, Sunday evening as I'm recording or whenever you're listening on your commute, uh, long drive, long workout, whatever it might be. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the schedule that successful people follow and I'll be going through what works, what doesn't and how you can apply this in your own life. So make sure you keep listening. Do you create a productive routine? And what can we learn from those who have, you know, quote unquote, a successful morning routine? And let's start there, actually. The first thing that I would say is you have to define what a successful schedule is for you. And the reason I'm going to be talking about what we can learn from, you know, people that we admire, people who are doing it well, is because most of the reason why they're there is it's nothing magical. It's nothing spectacular. There's no secret source to it. It's simply the case that they have learned to take consistent action in a way that is sustainable for them. One of my most favorite quotes is, do what you can sustain. And I'm a big believer in this. You don't need to have an hour-long morning routine or schedule. You don't need to do Wim Hof every day. You don't need to meditate every day. The only thing you need to do is what works for you. So step number one is if you want to have a really efficient system, be practical, not just optimal. So take a look at what are you trying to achieve? Where are you trying to get to in your life? What are the things that are important to you? And based on that, map out what do you, I need to do every single day to try and achieve that. And a really big part of this is, and we do this when we um, went into a school recently this week with Revolution Hive. We were at a school in um, Reading, in Farringdon, actually. So big up to uh, the students at Blessed Hugh. And we, we were doing some sessions on growth mindset, um, product, productive habits, and what was the third one? Revision techniques. We worked with year 9, 10, 11. We had 450 kids doing these um, real-life education workshops, the stuff that you don't learn in the curriculum. And a big part of what I shared with them, and I'll share with all of you as well, is there's been some research done, and this is by a guy called Dr. Michael Bruce. I was saying his name correctly. Into uh, and this guy's a sleep researcher. He looked at the sleep chronotype that every single person have based on what's called the PER3 gene. And to keep it really simple, every single person on the planet, this genetic marker influences your circadian rhythm throughout the day, and so. We often look at people like, you know, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Eric Thomas. These people, they all wake up super, super early and they're incredibly successful. And so a lot of people who follow them make the mistake that, oh, okay, I need to also do the same thing. But actually your circadian rhythm based on your sleep chronotype may not, it may not be the most effective way for you to start your morning routine. And there's, I think, four different sleep chronotypes. Most people are a bear. Uh, so you need eight hours of sleep. You generally wake up between, say, seven and nine o'clock. 
And there's a really good test that you can do. I encourage you to go and Google it, go check it out. I've been sharing it with loads and loads of people. And I shared it with, with these year nine, tens and elevens to let them know, well, you might be more focused in the morning for this reason. And there's a really simple exercise that I get my coaching clients and you know um, the kids in these sessions to do is create a graph and on one side, the vertical axis have energy level. So the highest is 10, obviously 10 out of 10 level of energy and going horizontally have the time of day and then map out every two hours, where is your energy? And what you'll notice is it naturally fluctuates throughout the day. We all know, you know, you've got that dead hour between two and four o'clock where you just kind of hit brain fog, you're feeling really tired and we all feel it. Well, what's the reason this happens? Are we working too hard? Is it a food coma? Well, often it is just this natural circadian rhythm. And the, the really good way to manage your energy rather than your time is take a break, get a snack, power up. But what successful people do or anybody who's getting any kind of success in their life, uh, whether it's a year nine student achieving good grades or a successful entrepreneur or a vet or a doctor, is try to manage your tasks where you can according to the energy level you have throughout the day. And th this also includes the habits that you want to build. Maybe you prefer going to the gym in the evening after work rather than in the morning. And the morning time is dedicated to learning a new language or doing your journaling. There's research that shows nothing is more motivating than progress. And so create a tracker or a way of tracking how well you are doing and how far you've come. Because that's what persistent, successful people do. You know, comparing people who tend to give up easily with people who tend to carry on or even through difficult challenges, researchers have found that persistent people spend twice as much time thinking, not about what has to be done, but about what they've already accomplished. And that's point number two. Make sure you're tracking your progress so that you feel a sense of achievement um, every single day. And this is part of, you know, what we call a growth mindset, learning every single day, not seeing things as binary. So you either succeeded or you failed. Actually, the opposite is true, where it's not about what the outcome was. It's, well, what did I learn? The person who's always focused on learning they're always going to get something out of every situation, regardless of what the outcome is. So focus yourself on those daily tiny gains, no matter how small they are. And point number three that I wanted to share in today's podcast was the morning ritual, which I already mentioned, you know, really briefly. Uh, you know that you need to wake up before the insanity starts, before things get really busy you know, your phone's going off, you see all these notifications, you get distracted. Before demands are made on you of your time, figure out what it is that you want to get done in terms of your goals, but also your focus, your energy levels, when you're doing what throughout the day. People who construct their goals in concrete terms, they're actually 50% more likely to feel confident that they will attain their goals and 32% more likely to feel in control of their lives. And, and this is a really important point, you know, this locus of control, feeling that you are in control, both of what you're doing, but also your mood. You know, again, if we go back to some research, there's some done by 
uh, scientist called Mendoza in 1999. I'll try and leave some links in the description if I can. Um, comparing students of similar ability. And he found that the distinguishing feature between those who had a strong worth ethic and those who give up was having a sense of control. And those who expressed that sense of control, they received scores that are a full letter grade higher than those who do not. So, you know, it sounds really cute. It sounds really interesting, but there's a real tangible benefit to having a morning routine in that way. So having a goal, getting on top of things. And then what's the next thing? Well, in terms of your schedule throughout the day, environment. A lot of people arrive at the office and straight away they're bombarded with emails, meetings. And so what happens is you become reactive and you try to get those things done. You become a effect rather than a cause of your day. And you end up spending about maybe you know, that, that first two to four hours even where you're at your most productive, your most fresh, wasting that energy away. Um, one of the most useful things that I've done in my schedule is actually I block out time in my diary every day before 11 o'clock, especially, but ideally before three o'clock to actually do my deep work, to get the things that I really need to get done. And there's, again, studies that show, like my sleep chronotype, that the two and a half hours to the two and a half to four hours when after I've just woken up is when my brain is the sharpest. So I don't want to waste that on a conference call for somebody's partnership that they want me to do or, you know, a podcast interview um, that somebody wants me to do. I want to spend that time thinking clearly and doing my learning and that ability can actually fluctuate between 15 to 30% over the course of, of your day. So those first few hours of the day, the first four hours, let's just be generous. You want to make sure that you are using that reserve of focus, willpower, and creativity on the things that you really need to do those things. And, and you know, if you look at the work of um, Roy, uh, and I have no idea I say this guy's name, Roy, Almeister, um, he he often talks about how willpower is a bit like a muscle, so it gets drained throughout the day. So think of it like a battery on your phone. The more apps you use, the more it uh, recedes. But at the same time, this is the thing with like any kind of research, right? There's studies that show the way you look at your willpower influences the kind of willpower you have. So if you believe the first idea that I shared with you that it's like a battery and it drains the more you use it, it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whereas if you look at it the other way around, that you have infinite willpower, you will create that in your life. But there's something that I wrote down in my notes for today that he said, which is really interesting, that the early morning is also when people are the most disciplined. He says, the longer people have been awake, the more self-control problems happen. Most things that go bad, go bad in the evening. <laughs> Diets are broken in the evening snack, 100% true for me. Not at breakfast or in the middle of the morning. Impulsive crimes are mostly committed after midnight. So, you know, if we look at anyone who we consider a genius or doing any kind of creative stuff in the, in the world, even the people that I know in my immediate circles, they do their most creative work, the real work, 
at the beginning of the day before they've got all these endless streams of distractions. So the final thing that I want to share, or the final two things, we've talked about sleep chronotype, we've talked about energy fluctuating throughout the day, we've talked about willpower, we've talked about having a morning routine, um, setting your goals for the day, and being in an environment where there's no distractions. And then what about this period, you know, this dead zone, three to five o'clock? Well, like I said, I like to interact in those times because it's quite natural to me. It's quite easy to do. So having a coaching session, for example, from three, between three and five o'clock or even going into seven o'clock, I don't really mind because I don't have to do any deep research work. It's where I'm reacting, I'm creating, I'm um, and creating in a different way. I'm, I'm conversing with people, I'm being interactive. And so it stimulates a different part of my brain and that activity actually just helps me with that dip so that those you know optimal times for having meetings like for me three o'clock and this was all suggested to me in my sleep chronotype test um really really benefits and it was interesting because i was already doing that quite naturally and again this is i think the utility of being aware of your own energy throughout the day that I noticed that this is a good time for me to have meetings. And so I started to do that. And then when I looked at this research, like I mentioned, I noticed that, okay, cool. This actually um, encourages me to do that. So I know I'm on the right track. And like with anything that I share on this podcast in my daily videos, which if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Otherwise, you won't know when new videos come out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the uh, bell notification so you know every single time I drop a new video and you can make that part of your morning routine to get some fresh, straight to the point, practical inspiration um, for the beginning of your day. But yeah, with anything you do, test, experiment, see what the results are. Um, build, measure, learn. So try something. If it doesn't work for you, move it around. All of these things are just rough guides. At the end of the day, you got to implement it and figure out what does work for you. Um, and let's go to this thing about you know scheduling your meetings between three and five o'clock there's actually some science out there that shows uh when tasks are dull and you're feeling distractible friends can make you more productive even if they're not helping so just by having friends nearby that can nudge you towards productivity there's actually a, a, a concept in adhd treatment called the body double where distractible people get more done when there's someone else there even if that person isn't coaching or assisting them and i've seen this in the classroom when i'm delivering to a big group and i have a support facilitator with me just by sitting down next to you know the kid in the classroom who's not focused who keeps getting distracted they immediately become more focused without that person having to ask any new questions or do anything in particular so this stuff really does work. Now, the workday is over and you've done your meetings. What's the most optimal way, the most practical way to handle your schedule after the sun goes down? Well, it is important to work along the hours, yes. And I know Gary V um, encourages us to hustle hard. And I think that is a message actually that a lot of people do need to hear. But at the same time, you got to take some time off to recharge. you got to take some time where you're not doing anything, where 
you're living an analog life, not digital life. Well, your phone is turned off. You're not watching Netflix. You're not watching YouTube. You're not doing anything. You're just being. Now, it might be you're playing an instrument or you're doing something like that. You're writing, you're creating, um, you're having conversations with your family and just hanging out, getting to know people, um, catching up with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, your friends. But I encourage you, if you don't already, create some time in your day where you're not listening to anything, you're not taking anything in, and you're literally doing nothing. You're just contemplating. Or even then, you're not even doing anything that deep, but you're just sitting. And this is really, really important for creativity. I did a, a short one-day course at the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey when I first started uh, Revolution Hive back in 2012. I went to a free event, and this marketing company worked with some of the best brands in the world, you know, Nike, Adidas, um, Marvel, um, all these big corporate companies. And they've created some amazing, amazing advertising campaigns. And I asked them, like, so, you know, the whole focus of this course is actually creativity. And I was asking, you know, what do you, what are some of your habits that help you as individuals to maintain these incredible ideas? Where do they come from? And one of the things that one of them said is, I try to do different things every day. Like try not to get stuck in the same pattern or rut of behavior. Because when you do that, you're not getting any kind of new stimulus. So even if it's as simple as taking a different route to work or a different route to the gym or taking the long um, train journey to you know, the gym, whatever it might be, but mix it up, switch it up, write down your big goal for tomorrow and then turn everything off so that you can chill out, you can switch off. And a big thing that I love to live by, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but if I haven't, write this down if you can, uh, if you're not driving, because I know some of you are, li are listening while you're driving. Ease creates and urgency destroys. So slow things down, don't rush. And that's how you have your best, most powerful ideas. These stress relieving strategies, like even just getting a massage, going outside for a walk, those things help you to have energy, to generate energy, so that when you get to sleep, and sleep is a massive one, you know, getting the full seven, eight hours that your body needs to recharge, it has a really massive effect on your energy, your creativity, and your focus throughout the day. So let's recap. Obviously, caveat is some of you can't schedule your own schedule. So I haven't listed specific times in this. I haven't told you specifically. I want you to understand the principles and then go away and apply them. But we talked about managing energy. We talked about sleep chronotypes. We talked about having a morning ritual and deciding what yours should be, not copying someone else. We talked about do the most important thing first because you're most creative those first four or so hours. Uh, if you go back and listen to the podcast with Josh Balding, the CEO of, uh, sorry, co-founder of Vivo Life, um, a supplement company in the UK. And he talks about this, that, you know, sometimes he had planned to go to the gym, but instead he's feeling creative as soon as he's woken up. So he wants to get working. And I can definitely relate to that. Um, we also talked about your energy throughout the day and regrouping when your energy dips, having your meetings and your interactive things in that 
uh, lull in that dead zone in the afternoon. And then finally, have a relaxing evening. Slow down, do nothing. You don't always need to be productive. You can just be a human being. You know, you don't always have to be creating something. I know we live in a capitalist system, but you don't always have to be making and doing and being a worker. You can just be, you can enjoy time with your family. Those things are very, 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 very important. Self-care, um, the more you pour into yourself, the more you're going to be able to pour into other people. And I guess to round off, you know, in a nutshell, remember that it's not how much you do, it's how well you do it. And knowing not the best schedule to copy or follow, it's knowing when is the best time for me based on my lifestyle, my job, my, you know, focus right now, the areas I want to grow in, when the right time to get things done is key. And when you follow that, like I said, build, measure, learn. The first question I would always ask is how's that working out for you? And find a way to measure that. So hope you enjoyed this shorter podcast today. I'm working on getting some new guests. So we'll be having some really interesting people coming in really soon. And let me know, as always, by emailing me support at geshevbutt.com what you thought of the podcast. And if you're listening on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and you comment on the video. If you're listening on any other platform, be sure to leave me a rating or a like or whatever the relevant thing is, as it helps me to know this is worth my while creating these uh, off the cuff, unscripted, one take, uh, straight to the point podcasts for you guys. And I will see you in the next episode. Until then, stay blessed, absorb what's useful and discard what isn't. Add what's uniquely your own. This was Geshev. I'll see you in the next episode of the Lost in Life podcast. Peace. Thank you.